Hello everyone, so I decided to talk about something that I have mentioned here and there on the podcast, but I'm going to do a full length episode on it. It's about sex being beautifully complex, beautifully difficult. And beautifully challenging for me moving forward. So, I will say this. When you are a person... that is a rare breed often you are immeasurably more than times affinity mistreated Let me get to the point. I very rarely date and very rarely have sex because most people are capable of attempting to have me endure black objectification. Black objectification is the act of treating a black person such as myself as an object or a thing. I very rarely date and very rarely have sex because most people are capable of attempting to have me endure black dehumanization, which is the act of disavowing the black humanity of me. I very rarely date and very rarely have sex because most people are capable of attempting to have me endure black sexual objectification, which is the act of treating a black person such as myself as a mere object of sexual desire. I very rarely date and very rarely have sex because most people are capable of attempting or most people are are capable of attempting to have me endure black self-objectification, which is the objectification of my black self. I very rarely date and very rarely have sex because most people are capable of attempting me, attempting to have me endure uh, black reification, the objectification of my social relationships as a black person.
I very rarely date, very rarely have sex because most people are capable. Of attempting to have me endure black commodification, which means treating a black person such as myself as a commodity or an object without regard to my personality or my dignity. I'm going to give you the rest of the reasons why I very rarely date and very, very rarely have sex when it comes to my blackness. Most people would attempt black instrumentality on me, treating me as a black person. as a tool for another's purposes. Most people would attempt denial of black autonomy on me, treating me as a black person as lacking in autonomy or self-determination. Most people would attempt black inertness on me, treating me as a black person as lacking in agency or activity. Most people would attempt black fungibility on me, treating me as a black person as interchangeable with parentheses other objects. Most people would attempt black violability on me treating me as a black person as lacking in boundary integrity and viable as something black that is permissible to break up smash break into most people would attempt black ownership on me Treating me as a black person as though I can be owned, bought, or sold, such as black slavery. Most people would attempt denial of black subjectivity on me. Treating me as a black person as though there is no need for concern for my experiences or my feelings. Most people would attempt reduction to black body on me. The treatment of me as a black person as identified with my black body or black body parts. Most people would attempt reduction to black appearance on me. The treatment of me as a black person primarily in terms of how I look or how I appear to the senses. Most people would attempt black silencing on me, 
the treatment of me as a black person as if I am silent, lacking the capacity to speak. I'm going to give you a second set of reasons why I very, very rarely date and very rarely have sex. I very rarely date and very rarely have sex because most people are capable of attempting me to have to endure autism objectification, which is the act of treating an autistic person such as myself as an object or a thing. I very rarely date and very rarely have sex because most people would attempt to have me endure autism dehumanization, which is the act of disavowing the autistic humanity of me. I very rarely date and very rarely have sex because Most people are capable of attempting to have me endure autism sexual objectification, which is the act of treating an autistic person such as myself as a mere object of sexual desire. I very rarely date, very rarely have sex because most people are capable of attempting to have me endure autism self-objectification, which is the objectification of my autistic self. I very rarely date and very rarely have sex because most people would attempt to have me endure autism reification, which is the objectification of my social relationships as an autistic person. I very rarely date, very, very rarely have sex because most people are capable of attempting to have me endure autism commodification, which means treating an autistic person such as myself as a commodity or an object without regard to my autistic personality or autistic dignity of mine. So I'm going to explain the rest of the second set of reasons why I very rarely date and very rarely have sex. Most people would attempt to have me endure autism instrumentality. Treating me as an autistic person as a tool for another's purposes. Most people would have me endure denial of autism autonomy. Treating me as an autistic person as lacking in in autonomy or self-determination. Most people would have me endure autism inertness. Treating me as an autistic person as lacking in agency or activity. Most people would have me endure autism fungibility, treating me as an autistic person as interchangeable with parentheses other objects. 
Most people would have me endure autism viability, treating me as an autistic person, as lacking in boundary, integrity, and viable, as something autistic that is permissible to break up, smash, break into. Most people would have me endure autism ownership, treating me as an autistic person as though I could be owned, bought, or sold, such as autism slavery. Most people would have me endure denial of autism subjectivity, treating me as an autistic person as though there is no need for concern for my experiences or my feelings. Most people would have me endure reduction to autism body. The treatment of me as an autistic person is identified with my autistic body or my autistic body parts. Most people would have me endure reduction to autism appearance. The treatment of me as an autistic person, primarily in terms of how I look and how I appear to the senses. Most people would have me endure autism silencing. The treatment of me as an autistic person as if I am silent, lacking the capacity to speak. I'm gonna give you a third set of reasons why I very rarely date and very rarely have sex. The the third set of reasons why I very rarely date and very rarely have sex is because most people would have me endure abuse survivor objectification. which is the act of treating an abuse survivor such as myself as an object or a thing. Most people would have me endure abuse survivor dehumanization, which is the act of disavowing the abuse survivor humanity of me. Most people would have me endure abuse survivor sexual objectification. Which is the act of treating an abuse survivor such as myself as a mere object of sexual desire. Most people would have me endure Abuse survivor self-objectification. The objectification of my abuse surviving self. Most people have me endure abuse survivor reification, which is the objectification of my social relationships as an abuse survivor. Most people have me endure abuse survivor instrumentality, treating an abuse survivor such as myself as a tool for another's purposes. Most people would have me endure denial of abuse survivor autonomy, treating me as an abuse survivor as lacking in autonomy or self-determination. Most people would have me endure Abuse survivor inertness, treating me as an abuse survivor as lacking in agency or activity. Most people would have me endure abuse survivor fungibility, treating me as an abuse survivor as interchangeable with parentheses other objects.
Most people would have me endure abuse survivor violability. Treating me as abuse survivor as lacking in boundary, integrity, and viable as something of an abuse survivor that is permissible to break up, smash, break into. Most people would treat me as if the compound abuse has never occurred to me. Most people would have me endure abuse survivor ownership. Treating me as an abuse survivor as though I can be owned, bought, or sold, such as abuse survivor slavery. Most people would have me endure denial of abuse survivor subjectivity. Treating me as an abuse survivor as though there is no need for concern for my experiences is in my fe- or my feelings. Most people would have me endure reduction to abuse survivor body. The treatment of me as an abuse survivor is identified with my abuse survivor body or my abuse survivor body parts. Most people would have me endure reduction to abuse survivor appearance. The treatment of me as an abuse survivor primarily in terms of how I look or how I appear to the senses. Most people would have me endure abuse survivor silencing. The treatment of me as an abuse survivor is if I'm silent, lacking the capacity to speak. Most people would have me endure abuse survivor commodification, which means treating me as an abuse survivor as a commodity or an object without regard to my abuse survivor personality or my abuse survivor dignity. say this that I am heteroflexible that means that I am 98% heterosexual but I am 0.01% into gender, non-conforming, non-binary, transgender identities. And I am 0.01% into men. Um, That specified mathematics is a reflection of my own viewing myself in my own inner mirror. In other words, it was my self-reflection and that kind of mathematics just came to me. In other words, I'm primarily heterosexual, but I have some attraction to non-binary people and the transgender community and men, grown men. And um, and I feel these LGBTQ plus attractions um, occasionally. For the most part, I don't. Um, And usually my innate fantasies mostly consist of women the majority of the time. 
so I'm heteroflexible with a tinge of pansexuality. Now you know what I and and I also want to say this. I'm mostly cisgender. Um but I have a tinge of non-binary. So I have I mostly go by male gender pronouns. However, there is a dosage of gender fluidity and a dosage of sexual fluidity that I have because I feel that I have something of commonality, common ground with the entire gender and sexual diversity and not wanting to conform to gender and sexual rigidity. I like gender and sexual fluidity. Um, Which is why I like gender and sexual diversity. So now you know what I mean when I say LGBTQI+. So here we go. Um... Very last set of reasons for my very rarely dating and very rarely have sex is because most people would have me endure LGBTQI plus objectification, um, which is the act of treating LGBTQI plus persons such as myself as an object or a thing. Most people have me endure LGBTQI plus demonization, which is the act of disavowing the LGBTQI plus humanity of me. Most people have me endure LGBTQI plus sexual objectification, which is the act of treating an LGBTQI plus person such as myself as a mere object of sexual desire. Most people would have me endure LGBTQI plus self-objectification, which is the objectification of my LGBTQI plus self. Most people would have me endure LGBTQI plus reification, which is the objectification of my social relationships as an LGBTQI plus person. Most people would have me endure LGBTQI plus instrumentality, treating me as an LGBTQI plus person as a tool for another's purposes. Most people would have me endure Denial of LGBTQI plus autonomy, treating me as an LGBTQI plus person as lacking in autonomy or self-determination. Most people would have me endure LGBTQI plus inertness, treating me as an LGBTQI plus treating me as LGBTQI plus person as lacking in agency or activity. Most people would have me endure LGBTQI plus fungibility treating me as an LGBTQI plus person as interchangeable with parentheses other objects. Most people would have me endure LGBTQI plus violability, treating me as an LGBTQI plus person as lacking in boundary, integrity, inviolable as something LGBTQI plus that is permissible to break up, smash, break into. Most people would have me endure LGBTQI plus ownership, treating me as an LGBTQI plus person as though I could be owned, bought, or sold, such as LGBTQI plus slavery. Most people would have me endure denial of LGBTQI plus subjectivity, treating me as an LGBTQI plus person as though 
there is no need for a concern for my experiences or my feelings. Most people would have me endure reduction to LGBTQI plus body. A treatment of myself as an LGBTQI plus person identified with my LGBTQI plus body or LGBTQI plus body parts. Most people would have me endure reduction to LGBTQI plus appearance. The treatment of myself as an LGBTQI plus person, primarily in terms of how I look and how I appear to the senses. Most people would have me endure LGBTQI plus silencing. The treatment of myself as an LGBTQI plus person as if I am silent, lacking the capacity to speak. Lastly, most people would have me endure LGBTQI plus commodification, which means treating myself as LG, which means treating me as LGBTQI plus person as a commodity or an object without regard to my LGBTQI plus personality or my LGBTQI plus identity, or my, which means treating me as an LGBTQI Koi plus person as a commodity or an object without regard to my LGBTQI plus personality or my LGBTQI plus dignity. Um, here are all the reasons why I very rarely date and very rarely have sex. you're wondering so if most people did not dish out racism to you if most people did not dish out ableism to you if most people did not dish out victim blaming to you and if most people did not dish out LGBTQI plus phobia to you would you go on a sexual rampage? I would say no, because I am called to be a global icon for humanitarianism, to be a global icon for animal protection, and to be a global icon for environmentalism. I spend most of my time fighting for and maintaining international social justice. So because I'm called to do that, there will be no sexual rampages for me. And what does a rampage mean? So we all clear on what that means. Um, A period of violent and uncontrollable behavior, especially of a large group of people rushing on a violent, uncontrollable manner. It also means to go through an area making a lot of noise and causing damage. So people would go, so Antonio, if most people were black friendly, autism friendly, abuse survivor friendly, and LGBTQI plus friendly, would you um, would you be um
Sexual overconsumption. I say no. I would not do sexual overconsumption because I am a sexually well-balanced, sexually well-rounded, sexually well-unified, and sexually well-adjusted person. So that's why I don't do sexual overindulgence. I don't do sexual intemperance. I don't do sexual immoderation. I-M-M-O-D-E-R-A-T-I-O-N. I don't do sexual excess. E-X-C-E-S-S. I don't do sexual overeating. I don't do sexual overdrinking. I don't do sexual lack of restraint. I don't do sexual gorging. I don't do sexual surfeit. I don't do sexual greed. I don't do sexual gluttony. I don't do I don't do sexual dissipation. I'm not addicted to sexual debauchery. I'm not addicted to sexual debauch. I'm not addicted to orgies. I'm not addicted to binge sex having. Um, I'm... I'm not addicted to sex prodigality. I'm not addicted to sex 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 dissoluteness. And I'm I'm not into excessive sexual gratification. I'm not into Overly instant sexual self-gratification. I'm not of the action or fact of having too much of enjoyable sex. I'm also not someone that completely rejects sex. So, I do have sexual self-control. I do have healthy sexual self-restraint. I have sexual self-discipline. I'm into the avoidance of sexual access or sexual extremes, so I do sexual moderation. I am of sexual prudence, the quality of being sexually prudent, sexual cautiousness. I am of sexual judiciousness. Um, I am of sexual self-possession. Um...
I'm not too sexually restrained and I'm also not too sexually active at the same at, you know as a whole I'm just sexually middle ground But I actually have two more reasons for why I very rarely date, very rarely have sex. My memory just came to me. So here we go. Here are the final two sets for real this time. Most people would have me indoor. Public figure objectification, which is the act of treating a public figure person such as myself as an object or a thing. Most people have me endure public figure demonization. The act of disavowing the public figure humanity of me. Most people would have me endure public figure sexual objectification. The act of treating a public figure person such as myself as a mere object of sexual desire. Most people would have me endure public figure self-objectification. The objectification of my public figure self. And I gotta say this one more time. Most people have me endure public figure sexual objectification, which is the act of treating a public figure person such as myself as a mere object of sexual desire. And one more time for this. Most people would have me endure public figure self-objectification, which is the objectification of my public figure self. I had to repeat those twice because to, tr- to make me feel that I'm problematic Because my life is displayed to the world, as well as make me the the enemy of myself, makes me speechless. Um, most people would have me endure public figure reification, the objectification of my social relationships as a public figure. Most people would have me endure public figure instrumentality, treating me as a public figure person as a tool for another's purposes. Most people have me endure denial of public figure autonomy, treating me as a public figure as lacking autonomy or self-determination. So most people, again, would have me endure denial of public figure autonomy, treating me as a public figure as lacking autonomy or self-determination. I had to say that because that's the biggest trauma that public figures say more than anything else that I've heard them say. Most people would have me endure public figure inertness, treating me as a public figure as lacking in agency or activity. Most people would have me endure public figure fungibility, treating me as a public figure person as interchangeable with Prince's other objects. Most people would have me endure public figure viability, treating me as a public figure as lacking in boundary integrity and viable as something of a public figure that is permissible to break up, smash, break into. 
Most people would have me endure public figure ownership. Treating me as a public figure person as though I could be owned, bought, or sold, such as public figure slavery. Most people would have me endure denial of public figure subjectivity. Treating me as a public figure person as though there is no need for concern for my experiences or my feelings. Most people would have me endure reduction to public figure body. The treatment of me as a public figure person is identified with my public figure body or my public figure body parts. Most people would have me endure reduction to public figure appearance. The treatment of me as a public figure person, primarily in terms of how I look or how I appear to the senses. Most people would have me endure public figure silencing. The treatment of a public figure person is if I am silent, lacking the capacity to speak. Most people would have me endure public figure commodification. Which means treating me as a public figure person as a commodity or an object without regard to my public figure personality or my public figure dignity. Final sets of reasons why I very rarely date and very rarely have sex. Lastly, most people would have me endure extraordinary person that's a polymath objectification, which is the act of treating an extraordinary person that's a polymath, such as myself, as an object or a thing. Most people would have me endure extraordinary person that's a polymath dehumanization which is the act of disavowing the extraordinary person that's a polymath humanity of me. Most people would have me endure extraordinary person that's a polymath sexual objectification, which is the act of treating an extraordinary person that's a polymath such as myself as a mere object of sexual desire. Most people would have me endure extraordinary person as a polymath self-objectification, which is the objectification of my extraordinary person as a polymath self, meaning me. Most people would have me endure extraordinary person as a polymath reification, which is the objectification of my social relationships as an extraordinary person as a polymath. P-O-L-Y-M-A-T-H. Most people would have me endure extraordinary person that's a polymath instrumentality. which means treating me as an extraordinary person as a polymath as a tool for another's purposes. Most people have me endure denial of extraordinary person that's a polymath autonomy, treating me as an extraordinary person as a polymath as lacking in autonomy or self-determination. Most people have me endure Extraordinary person that's a polymath inertness. Treating me as an extraordinary person as a polymath as lacking in agency or activity. Most people have me endure extraordinary person as a polymath fungibility. Treating me as an extraordinary person as a polymath as interchangeable with parentheses other objects. Most people would have me endure extraordinary person as a polymath violability. Treating me as an extraordinary person as a polymath is lacking in boundary integrity and viable as something 
of an extraordinary person that's a polymath that it is permissible to break up, smash, break into. Most people have me endure extraordinary person as a polymath ownership. Treating me as an extraordinary person as a polymath as though I could be owned, bought, or sold such as extraordinary person as a polymath slavery. Most people have me endure extraordinary person. Most people have me endure denial of extraordinary person that's a polymath subjectivity. Treating me as an extraordinary person that's a polymath as though there's no need for concern for my experiences and my feelings. Most people would have me endure reduction to extraordinary person as a polymath body. The treatment of me as an extraordinary person as a polymath is identified with my extraordinary person as a polymath body or extraordinary person that's a polymath body parts. Most people have me endure reduction to extraordinary person as a polymath appearance. The treatment of me as an extraordinary person as a polymath primarily in terms of how I look or how I appear to the senses. Most people have me endure extraordinary person as a polymath silencing. The treatment of me as an extraordinary person as a polymath as if I am silent, lack of the capacity to speak. Most people have me endure extraordinary person as a polymath commodification, which means treating me as an extraordinary person as a polymath as a commodity or an object without regards to my extraordinary person as a polymath personality or extraordinary person as a polymath dignity. So, in closing, people ask these questions. So, if most people can receive you as a public figure and receive you as an extraordinary person as a polymath, would you be having sex like there's no tomorrow? and dating like there's no tomorrow? My response is no. Because... And again, I say no because I am health conscious I embrace sanity and safety, and I choose humility over arrogance. In layman's terms, gratitude is beautiful, and ungratefulness is ugly. (laughs) 